Welcome back to the Jojatorium. It's decaying with the boys. It's Adam, Josh, Matt. We're talking about anything we want to and nothing's off limits. Uh, we have everyone here in the studio today. It's going to be a great show. And uh, I just want to say that Josh and I are looking like cavemen, but it's clear that Adam went and got a fresh cut from our friends at Dark Roots Barbershop. Uh, the shop is located on Warrington Avenue. and Dark Roots is bringing the spa experience to the savage metalhead in your life. So if you want to get that fresh fade up for the summer or get that beard lined up, check them out on their website at darkrootpittsburgh.com or on Instagram at darkrootbarbershop. All right, so last time you guys heard from us, uh, we decided to go into uh, a fun bit called Josh's Bets of <laughs> that was really close. That was good. That was good. I got some serious uh, acid reflux going because I had uh, some it, ghost pepper wings at dinner. <laughs> it would have been hilarious uh, to see that. I mean, we can see each other, but to see you puke on the mic. <laughs> Dude, that one had more bass in it. Oh, Jesus. That, oh, that dear hurt. Lord, buddy. So. We uh, took apart the UFC 259 card, and we decided to uh, have a little bit of fun with it. So uh, the results are here, and I know everyone's dying to know what happened. So, Josh, let them know. Yeah, man. Everybody's excited about it except for me because <laughs> turns out it's my bets of doom, but I can't make the bets myself. I ended Did you up think it was home field advantage? Did you think I, it was I ended up taking that L. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'll tell you what, I feel like I got screwed. But we'll, we'll get into that. Quick recap of the fights, though. So we had the light heavyweight fight, Raychik versus Santos. Uh, Raychik took it, unanimous decision. We had Makachev versus Drew Dober. Makachev took it via submission through an arm triangle choke. That was vicious. It was the sickest submission I've seen ever. He was going to break his arm and choke him out at the same time. I loved it. It's exactly what I want to see on these cards. I like striking, but I, like I said before, I love wrestlers, and I love vicious, violent submissions, man. That one was Dude, sick, too, because yeah. every time Dober thought he had the takedown blocked, Makachev just threw it the other way and took him right down. It was it was a clinic. Well, he just proved why the UFC is pushing him that as hard as yeah. they are. Yeah. He, he deserves to be moving up in the rankings. I, I see him in the next probably three fights getting a shot. Absolutely. Yeah, easy. Or, or very well in line. Oh, one, 100%. Yeah. Uh, we had a, the bantamweight fight. That's the, that's the one that there's a lot of controversy surrounding it. You had Sterling defeat Petra Jan via DQ <laughs> by an illegal <laughs> knee. Uh, he was and vicious, the, man. The title changed hands. Now, this is this is where I have a problem. I don't have a problem so much as Sterling winning via DQ because it was an illegal hit. If you see it, you know it. He shouldn't have thrown the knee. His corner, his corner fucked him. Yeah. But my issue, I was the only one that took you on. <laughs> I, well, had no look, issue, to, I had no issue with the call. To, to call. your defense, to your defense, you took you on. Because you really fell in love with his striking, and that's exactly what 
undid you was his striking because true, true. That, he just, that knee yeah it's a, da- a dangerous move i mean devastating that illegal a vicious it's a vicious v trigger oh man it was... <laughs> as soon as that as soon as that knee hit i kind of just fell into my seat and i was like you know what i guess i'm guess i'm getting nice because to be fair i think yon should have to take at least three of the six back i'm I'm going to find out how to get it to him, and I'm going to mail him three ices and be like, this is your fault, motherfucker. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't uh, you can't say that Sterling flopped or anything. He took that thing straight in the face. Like, but the thing is – He was totally – you could tell he was totally – Yawn was winning. Oh, yeah. Oh, he had that – yeah. He had that he fight, had that fight yeah. and his corner screwed him. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, but initially, initially they were trying to say that no one from his corner was saying anything, and it was uh, Khabib that heard it, and uh, yeah. took the info over to Daniel Cormier. Yeah, yeah, and put it out there, and you can you can see it. He looks over at his corner, yeah. and then he looks down, and he's watching the hands. He's not watching the knee. Right, right, right. Well, actually, when so. he went to the pre- he went to the post fight presser, he said that he was watching the feet and not the hands and that's why and he, oh. he claims he didn't hear his corner say anything but i mean it, here's the other thing too i feel like leading up to that knee he had that little like he kind of like checked him with his forehead a little bit so he yeah I knew he knew the hands were up so i don't know peter yan doesn't have any kind of background of being a dirty fighter i've never seen yeah. anything else in his history i just think he got really overzealous and sterling was starting to catch wind and Hell, man, yawn through that knee. It was devastating. But I don't know about that. I mean, in my opinion, and I picked Sterling, Sterling looked finished already, like, going into that. Oh, yeah, easy, yeah. I mean, yawn should have just backed off. Let him. I mean, anybody has a puncher's chance, but I don't think Sterling was coming back. Like, uh, I I mean, he was was just swinging into that. That was the fourth round, right? Oh, yeah, it it was the fourth round. Yeah, that fourth round, he was really sloppy, really. Well, it was towards the, it was it was in the last minute, last almost thirty seconds of the fourth yeah, round too. Yeah. So, but uh, I mean, so yeah. speaking of puncher's chance, we had the women's featherweight title come up next in <laughs> the most lopsided victory that I've seen in a very long time. I mean, the odds spoke. The, the odds told. Yeah. Me. Oh, 1000 percent. There, I could see Nunez running it back on UFC 260. She could be that yeah. prepared. Yeah. She was fresh. Oh, yeah. I mean, she took, she took oh, no yeah. damage. She took no. no damage. So, yeah. Nunez over Megan Anderson via submission, the triangle, armbar. That, that's all that. That's all she wrote. Yeah. But, she but put, here's the thing, though, too. Yeah, she could have done anything which one to. But I think it's... I, honestly, I think Nunez made a game of it because she could knock clearly in this fight she could have knocked megan anderson's head off of her shoulders at any given point but she took it to the ground and that was something i was saying in the last episode where i was like you know you don't see much of a man to go into the ground and she did it here and that was that was deadly man i'm scared for anyone who gets in there woman man child beast doesn't matter you're getting I mean, killed she and, made, she made megan look like a child so that's fair yeah and that's the thing What's next? Like, who who can you put up against her? We're going to touch on that in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There is someone waiting in the wings, I think. 
And uh, yeah, we'll definitely get to that here in a little bit. And I think it's pretty but, funny. But, but spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> so then we had the main event, the light heavyweight, only the light heavyweight. We didn't see a champ champ and we didn't see title, uh, the middleweight f- title switch hands like somebody no. thought might happen. That's but uh, yeah, well, you know what? Listen, <laughs> here's the thing, though. It's kind of like I get hyped up and then I forget that, you know, the lighter guy can't surrender his belt to the much bigger guy <laughs> in what was considered like a super fight. So forgive me. <laughs> well, and you actually hit you. You actually hit on how this fight went there. The bigger guy versus the littler guy. And we all talked about it when we made the bets. Blockowicz takes Adesanya out via decision. It ended up being unanimous. There's some controversy surrounding the way that it was judged. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't agree with the scorecards uh, per se, but it was still a unanimous decision on my scorecards. Um, yeah. Just there were – I mean, some of the judges had to score 10-8 rounds in there somewhere, and I don't – I didn't see a 10-8 round um, on my end. I do agree with the judge that scored at 49-46. That's yeah. how I had it. I, I, saw, I saw the 3-2. Um, I think – I think what really turned it on, and we talked about this the night of the fight, is it's that last leaving impression that some of the judges see. And when that fifth round ended, uh, Jan was on top of Adesanya just raining down on him. And that's the only thing that I can see being a 10-8. Yeah, me too. But- I don't agree with it, but that's the only way that I can justify a 10-8 on that. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I was the only one that picked Adesanya Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, so, yes. yeah, I was super disappointed in how he uh, performed in those first three rounds as well. I mean, the fourth and fifth round, he got taken down and was just pinned down. and uh, The weight was too much. And Jan yeah. just did what he did, and it was awesome. It was good to see. But those first three rounds were boring. I mean, yeah. Israel Adesanya was, uh, like, faking those head kicks and the fucking body kicks and never throwing. And he saw Jan flinching on he was flinching and backing up on almost every fake and still wouldn't throw anything. And just, I think he was just a little trigger shy and it cost him. And that's, that's the thing in the middleweight division that works well for him. Mm-hmm. He has yeah, destroyed yeah. that division using that technique, but then he goes up against a heavier opponent and I'm, everybody talks about it. Jan is Jan's Polish. He's got that chin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's got a good chance. Oh, one hundred percent. But but Adesanya, did, I I mean, he might have. I mean, I didn't rewatch the fight or anything. But I just feel like he didn't throw the kicks that he needed to throw. Like he wasn't throwing. Like, he he, he had hesitant. some he had some good leg kicks in there. He was yeah. definitely definitely reddening up that that front leg of Yawn. But like you said, once it went to the ground, it was over. Oh, it was yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel like you were watching Adesanya try to figure out a puzzle that he, he didn't have all the pieces to. Right. I mean, you, you really saw someone who understood that he had a much bigger opponent, uh, clearly much stronger as well, and uh, just trying to figure him out, man. And unfortunately, there's not enough time to figure out Mr. Blakovich. I mean, he's he's out there, and he came for the style bender's head. And that's what he left with, with unanimous decision. I mean, he just, he took them. And then, of course, John yeah. Jones snuck in on Twitter, uh, throwing fire at, uh, at Asiania, uh, which is dumb. I mean, at what point? Yeah, that yeah it's, gonna 
No. no, super super fights off. Well, guess what, motherfucker? I never wanted to see it anyway. No. Yeah, Adis, he, I he never can't wanted to see Adesanya at 220 pounds anyway. So yeah, no. Adis, Adesanya can't can't compete at the 205 level coming in at 190. He's not hitting the heavyweight. Plus, Joe's no. gonna have to go three fights without a fucking drug suspension, which is impossible. Yeah, yeah. Unless they bring pride back and they just lock these two dudes in a cage for a second and let them go. Okay, it's like head stomps. You can shoot steroids directly into your balls. I mean, you could do whatever the fuck you want in pride. So, but unless that happens, I don't think that fight's never going to happen. No, sir. If we go back and we look at the scores here, we definitely have uh, not a lopsided victory for Adam and I, but it's enough. Someone said it came down to that illegal knee. That that legal need. Some being me. Like That's I said. <laughs> Petrion, I, I know you're out there. I'm sending you some ice, buddy. It's, I just it's because want, of you. If he ever listens to this, I just want to let you know that Josh's statements don't reflect any of our opinions between Adam <laughs> and I. I. And if you want to point a finger, it is Josh. Josh is threatening you with terrible malt beverages. Yeah, Josh, I'll actually, I'll actually <laughs> hand the forbidden shotgun over to Petrion. <laughs> it's all right. I, he he can find me in my in my hometown of San Diego. Yeah, that's uh, where I'll be. Sure, yeah. Get him open, San Diego. The West Coast is beautiful. You know it, Jan. And I can tell you right now, if you if you just search around the streets of San Diego, you're gonna find Josh because his his parents are from that place. Josh spent a lot of time there. I think he got like. He has illegitimate children over there. There's all kinds of stuff waiting for him in San Diego. So if you go over there and start asking anybody, everyone knows Josh in San Diego. So you can find oh, him. Oh, yeah. And it, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be easy to find. I'll be the one walking down the street <laughs> with a sixer of sixer of ice. Just, just throwing up deuces to everybody. Yeah. Like, What's up, yeah, bro? yeah. <laughs> so Party like it's living. the 90s. So, Matt, since me and you uh, tied for the winner. Yeah. Uh, we, we get to punish Josh, right? So I was thinking yes. like a, I was thinking like a real mixy sixer of some Smirnoffs. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, like, like let's not get him used to a flavor. Let's keep, you know, you want a variety. Oh, I'm a, a I'm a chug sixer. chug regardless. Yeah. And so then just... I, I can't advise against that enough, enough, because but it, but I, it's gonna be brutal, man. <laughs> because there's so much sugar in them. And once it hits that tank, man, I, I don't. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't plan on keeping it in the tank, sir. Oh, you're gonna go down and up. Oh, I, I don't. I'm not going to go. It's probably just gonna naturally happen. Down, down, up, up. You're gonna enter the Konami code in your stomach. A B A B left right start. Let's do this. Unlimited lives or unlimited shits. I think it's going to be unlimited shits. But you know, you know, I'll take the six serve Zima because the next, the next bet we have coming up, we still have to discuss what the punishment is. But it's going to be a long, a long bet. We got, we got to have something good. It's got to be fun for sure. Um, and it's kind of like I want to tell people about what we're going to do. And it's. I don't know, man. It's your thing. What, like, what do you want? To, do you want to tell about it, or do you want to like? What What I'll say. What I'll say is, it's March. We yes. all, anybody that follows sports knows what happens in March. Yeah, it's my birthday. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we learned that last oh, week. Yeah. Happy, happy yeah. birthday, Matt. 
Yeah. Thanks, man. With with that little party that we had, right? Just so, just so you know, too, uh, Adam did give me a gift, and uh, it was it was from the whole Bashford crew. <laughs> so, what we got going on is we're gonna we're gonna be betting some college basketball, and we're gonna leave it going through the tourney. But if if you pay attention to our socials, we'll we'll be posting the brackets here in about. A, about a week, and we'll we'll follow through the whole twenty. See how everything's going, but that that punishment needs to be a little brutal. That March Madness, ooh yeah, <laughs> from <laughs> downtown, <laughs> he's on fire. He's on. Uh, and just so everyone knows too, I I want to say I'm going to say it for myself. I don't know fuck all about college mm-hmm. basketball. I don't follow it. I don't watch it. Um. I love basketball, but I, I, yeah, I couldn't even tell you. Oh, yeah, forbid. Yeah, I'm picking off of school colors over here. Well, see, that's what's going to make it fun is none of us know anything about it. No, I just we're all in the same boat. Yeah, Yeah. I just learned that Pitt moved to the ACC. See, I knew that. I knew that much. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just going to go. Maybe I'll go chalk and just hope. I don't know. I might throw. (laughs) Might throw a little mixer in there now and then, but we'll see. We'll see. Is it safe to say then, since I know Pitt went to the ACC, that maybe I'm the ringer in this one? You might have the upper hand. You definitely it's know about time. <laughs> <laughs> I know there there was what a couple couple tournaments ago, two seat two tourneys ago, that the Louisville player just snapped his leg on the court. Yeah. Oh, I watched that live. That. It was. Oh, dude, that was oh, yeah. brutal. The only thing I Good like Lord. about March Madness is day drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a great excuse. Also, do you know, like, it's the season for um, bisectomies? Didn't know that. Is like March oh. Madness. Oh. Yeah, guys, yeah I, did, guys, I did hear that last year. Yeah, guys get it done day. so they can sit on the couch and watch all the basketball That's games. That's smart. That's real smart. Super if smart. If you're done pumping that seed out, yeah. go ahead and get, like, it, get, it get it clipped a little. Yeah. Why not? Get that. I want to sound like a real sports guy and say, yeah, get myself neutered. Then I'll sit down and watch the the big game. Uh, Kansas, (laughs) Kansas state taking on Rutgers or whatever the fuck. (laughs) We're going to see Robert Morris versus Oregon state. Glad I got my nuts chopped for this. Didn't they get into something? Didn't Robert Morris get into something? I'm pretty sure they made it to the play-ins of the tournament. Yeah, I think they their did. hockey team's really good. Yeah, that's all I knew about them. Yeah, that's was, that's about all they have. I, yeah, I did go there my freshman year of school. Okay, and I promptly left after my freshman year of school. But did you learn that, anything? About, I learned how to drink. You already knew how to do that. Oh no, I learned how to drink on a professional level. Did you teach other people how to drink? One hundred percent. You were like a TA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might as well, man. I passed everybody. <laughs> so, I want to just bring one thing up with, with respect to uh, the UFC, too. But there's something that I think we kind of glossed over real quick. It's something that I have been just absolutely baffled by. So, I felt like Megan Anderson was fed to the wolves to a certain no. degree. There's a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she got choked out, and then Dana White was like, oh, yeah, hey, boo, 
we're not resigning you. Your your contract is over. You guys seek employment elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, Sorry about your luck. Yeah, it seems <laughs> like somebody in the top brass didn't really care for her. <laughs> yeah, somebody. I, and, and so a little excerpt here for, for Megan Anderson. She's going to leave the UFC with an overall record of 11-5. and five. But she only went three and three under the promotion uh, where she and her biggest win was over Kat Zingano uh, at UFC 232. But we've it's seen no Zingano's. I mean, yeah, yeah no I mean, yeah. so and I mean, she she has the look like she looks like she could do something in the proper division. But with Nunez holding down the top spot, there's not there's nowhere to go. Is that but I go? will no. Yeah, Josh. A uh, little story time. Uh, Josh was super convinced of that on fight night. Um, after every fight preceding the Amanda Nunez fight, he would check the odds in the, or yeah, 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 yeah. Before, I would check the odds. He would check the odds and look at Me- Megan Anderson's odds and go, you know what? Like just five, maybe just five dollars, maybe just five. <laughs> well, look, and he kept repeating it. So he he held off until they played the hype package for the fight. And then they showed Megan Anderson this – I mean, and she's a built, well-in-shape woman that looks like she can oh, yeah. out any man on the planet. So the, the hype package got him. He runs in the, into FanDuel, throws down a $5 bet. He's like, I got this. Look, there, she's got a puncher's <laughs> chance. Yeah, I threw it down. It was plus 760. Five bucks Jesus. was going to get me a decent bit. Just And like, I, like he said, like I said, puncher's chance. Yeah. Anything can happen. Yeah, and it made the fight way more entertaining for me. So uh, he places the bet. Walkouts happen. Introductions happen. They dance around in the first round for, I don't know, 30, 40 seconds. Yeah, about that. Nunez hits Megan Anderson with the first right punt, like the right cross. Catches her (laughs) square in the face. Megan Anderson looks scared to death. And I look at Josh immediately, and Josh's head goes from looking at the TV to down to his lap. And just <laughs> there goes my five dollars. Yeah, you never watch five dollars burn up so quickly before in, in your life. In one punch. I I could have I could have spent that anywhere else, but I was laughing bought, there in Megan Anderson's face and in Josh's depression. <laughs> I have bought pints of beer slower than that five dollars burnt up on your bet, buddy. One hundred percent. I mean, I can't say. I mean, the odds were. The, the odds would have been. The odds made it, yeah. I mean, I, I saw it, and I was like, you know what? I, I already know this is Nunez. I was emphatic about it on the last episode, but that puncher's chance every time will get me 1,000%. I would say that any other time, I would have been like, yeah, dude, totally. But <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like watching the Terminator fight an unborn child i mean not to sound uh too self-involved but i went back and listened to episode two matt and you called it i think amanda nunez is going to leave this sport as the best pound for pound you said that yeah. in episode two and yeah i agree with you yeah, yeah. it was it, it's just she's so prepared and she's so skilled and we don't even see all of it yet and i just want to say that I got, I watched the fight. I watched it two or three times. And it kind of reminds me of that scene in Robocop where he gets caught with, uh, you know, all the, all the gangsters in that warehouse and they just start blowing off pieces of his body with shotguns. And, uh, 
that was Megan Anderson. She she <laughs> she was Murphy before he became RoboCop. But I don't think this chick's gonna get any plates of armor. She's not gonna get rebuilt. She's not gonna be some superhuman eating baby food. She's gonna go to bare knuckle fight, and she's gonna get knocked out all the time. I mean, yeah, it's she, she, she's off yeah. to the juniors. Like it's uh, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be a long road back for her, and she makes it back. It is. And you know what? I do. I do hope she finds a home somewhere because I do believe she's a skilled fighter. I like watching her in like the Pan Ams and stuff like that, too. I think she does really well in jujitsu competitions. You know, maybe that's her flow. Maybe she can get into that. I don't think that she can't stand toe to toe with strikers. And because yeah. the striking from Nunez led into that submission and the submission was just she was already overwhelmed. That first punch, you were right. It looked like she got hit with a taser. And she didn't know what to do after that. So, I've never I mean, seen it's, a, yeah, I've never seen such a big like whoops look in my life. Like Megan Anderson yeah. knew she was in over her head as soon as she, she came in with a fight plan. She's like, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get inside of this. I'm gonna take her down, and then, and that was it. Fight plan's gone. <laughs> the corner's freaking out. Like, oh no, get away from that. Oh no. <laughs> And then it's right back to Robocop. Boom! There goes his arm. Boom! Murphy, no! But yeah, so farewell, Megan Anderson. Hope to see you in maybe 2024. Yeah, good good luck to you. I hope you can put your head back together. And if you get some cool cybernetic armor or a cool hand or something, I'll watch your movie. She had really sweet tattoos. That's all I can yeah, she's got good ink. For her, yeah. Yeah. But you need so. Good ink and a puncher's chance. Yeah, That's yeah, all you need. Welcome back to the Jojitorium. Now it's a time for us to give you your summer plans. Adam has the top five cities to drink beer in for the upcoming MLB season. Adam? Yeah, so I found a survey that was run by the New Jersey Online Gambling uh, Organization. Uh, so they okay. pulled... Uh, roughly 2,600 adults um, between January 27th of this year and February 17th of this year. Uh, uh, 58% male, 42% female, and the average age was 36. Uh, so each of these people were self-identified as alcohol drinkers and MLB fans. Um, so the survey was um, based on how much they drink and how much they spend at a game um, for each MLB city. So they are ranked. They are all in this list. And I just want to pitch it to you guys to see who you think made the top spot or even the top five. Well, I mean, straight off the bat, I love the demographic that they're talking about. Yeah. 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 They, yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah. Great, great mixture of people. Um also, also that sweet, gentle land of New Jersey, you know, it's all pure and they have no vices whatsoever. Yeah, no, none. Prime demographics to pick from. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to preface everything here, guys. We all know how I feel about a certain person within a baseball organization. I can very easily just spend this entire segment ranting about that. I'm going to try not to. I, I'm giving you guys my word on that. I'm gonna try not to. Just you know what? Go. I'm off. pissed off at Bobby Bonilla too. That motherfucker gets paid every year, and you know what? 
he's a smart man but if you talk about him one more time josh i'm gonna quit this <laughs> podcast <laughs> so bobby bonilla so you uh tatis out in san diego just got that long-term deal right he, i think it's bobby bonilla no 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 tatis oh okay i was like the, dude listen i know stretches are fun but you can't put bobby bonilla no back in the no no man. no <laughs> tatis just got that long-term deal i want to say it was for 10 years I'll give 340 a, i'll give some jesus he's a long-term deal he his that contract will run up before bobby bonilla stops getting paid <laughs> by the mets organization <laughs> who fucked up more what actually i don't even want to say that because the mets messed up but i give a lot of credit to bobby bonilla but his agent sp- smart man smart man like how do you like oh yeah you want to be a millionaire for the next uh like 30 years yeah i do sign here they have no idea what's going on fleeced them fleeced them when's the last josh if you can remember when's the last time bobby bonilla actually picked up a bat or even decided to run any bags do you even know i don't know forever i'm gonna say probably early to mid 2000s yeah, had to have, but yeah. I was gonna say 2008. I would, I would say 05 at the latest. To be honest, and it's probably even earlier. Probably. Yeah. So but we're I in mean, 2021, and this dude's still raking in. Seven and that's figures. the thing about baseball, man. Those guaranteed contracts makes me wonder where the Mets are on this list. That that's true. So yeah, I, while we get into the list, we said it's drinking cities. Are we doing like per dollar amount or just per capita? It was an average of their drinks consumed and dollar amount. Okay. Okay. So I you're talking about like super that... expensive, super expensive, but super consumption. Yeah, and it's with it's within the stadium. Okay. So oh, like oh, that's, that changes it entirely for me. Yeah, they're all I do have a list of the best pre-gamers too, and I'll go over those later, like when we conclude, just so we yeah. okay. have a uh, have what the best tailgate cities are. But yeah, these are these are drinking cities based on. I think it might be like if if the city has a pregame spot, it's getting place that factors in, and then in the stadium as well. Well, I mean, right off the bat, I would automatically start thinking about those lower tier teams. You've got like the Oakland A's, you got Pittsburgh Pirates, all that stuff. Yeah. I know they're not going to be on the list. I mean, I'm hearing you rattle off a lot of cities, but you're not making a case. But you you automatically think them because you get questions. pissed off about the team. If it wasn't but, COVID time, I'd put my finger up against your mouth and say, shh. Because I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, the I'm number one fucking city. spot is Milwaukee. It's the Milwaukee Brewers. And if it's not the Milwaukee Brewers, I don't want to play this game. And I, I, I would have to agree. And I get why you would say Milwaukee Brewers, maybe because they're the Milwaukee Brewers and it's Milwaukee Fingers and they crossed. drink a lot of beer, right? But they yeah. are one, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth place on the list. Okay. So Never mind, Josh. Keep talking. Keep they talking. Yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Keep talking. The top 10. And uh, firstly, I, mean, I saw the list before we did this, of course, but I would have also guessed the Brewers and maybe, maybe some other teams that have beer sponsorships in their stadium names but uh yeah the brewers are ninth. so if i'm gonna rule out the bottom tier teams because i don't think the attendance hits it to really get them in there i'm gonna look at teams i'm talking 
you've got the Yankees probably up there because they're normally always sold out. Yeah, I was going to say, they uh, sell out every – they have a constant sellout schedule. You got I, I hear the you Red eliminating Sox. teams, but you're just – you got to pick a team size. These, this, right these are my picks, sir. Well, well, give me one at a time. So, you're going to the Yankees. Yankees first. The Yankees are way down there. Really? I don't like this list. I think New Jersey's biased. They don't like they don't like the Yankees because I would have put the Yankees in the top five just because just like pure stadium capacity. Correct. Yeah, they're always sold out because they're a pretty good team. The Yankees are in eighteenth. Wow. Yes. I don't even know where to go. Fucking church boys, come on now. All the people in New York always telling me you kids down in Pennsylvania can't drink, and you're telling me they can't drink enough beer to get in the top five in their stadium when they talk all that shit about dancing in October. Shut I will, up. I will say again, uh, I will clarify, actually. Um, looking at the list again, it is more average drinks per game rather than principal. Okay. <laughs> St. Louis? So, I mean, at this point, I'm just going <laughs> to rattle off the, the no, whole no, goddamn no, not league. Rat, not rattle off. Let Matt go for St. Louis, your guess? St. Louis is my guess. That's a, that's a very good guess because, I mean, Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, is in St. Louis. They have a very um, illustrious pre-gaming spot in St. Louis. They have the Budweiser. Sure. I think they call it the Budweiser Garden or something. Like that. Bush Gardens. Yeah. Or no, no. Bush, Bush Stadium. Is, uh, uh, the stadium Bush, Bush, Bush. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> St. Louis is. Jeez, I he's counting from the I'm bottom. From the bottom. Jesus. Okay. They are twenty-sixth. Out of 30. Okay, right, I got Matt, another one, Josh. Buddy, you, 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 buddy. Yeah, yeah. We have to get a top five in this next one. Hear me so, out. He- hear me out on this one, Josh. I want. I just want to throw this out to you and think if my logic is correct here. I'm going to say that it's going to be an unsuspected city. It's going to be a city that you wouldn't think it's going to be. It's going to be a group of people where you would think, like, now nah, there's no way that they're going to get that deep into it. It's going to be a team that you thought for sure – wasn't going to be the one and i think i like i like where you're thinking i like where you're thinking small market kansas city solid thought kansas city beer goes well with barbecue i will tell you they are not in the top five man top top 10 no they're right in the middle there one should have had these numbers i'm getting pissed at this game (laughs) (laughs) yeah this what's happening Josh, can you just say the Pirates already so we can get yeah. it over with? Kansas City is 14th on the list. All right, so... Just say the Pirates so you get it over with. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I will say right now I wouldn't have picked a list where the Pirates were in the top 10. They are 19. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have even done that because I, I think we should boycott, but I digress. So what I'm going to say, I'm going to stick with my thought process. Also, the Pittsburgh Pirates, three drinks per game on average is what the results that makes sense which makes uh, sense. yeah i think that's fair i'm gonna stick with my thought process of i, I like where you were thinking small market however that would be it that'd be the iron right there that you strike if you go to the game you're paying a lot for a beer you're gonna True. be in a bigger market where there's more money and you know the dodgers have uh, to be in there somewhere as i say i knew you ha- it has to go to la the dodgers have, have to, to be they're 27th. They're four from the bottom. What? <laughs> the Angels. Think, think your way the other – maybe think the other direction. The Angels are only two spots above them. Matt, could it be Canadian? That's what I was thinking. Could it be Canadian? Toronto. 
Yeah, the Blue the Jays. Blue, the Blue Jays. Also playing in Buffalo this year. Toronto is one spot behind the Pirates at number 20. But I will tell you, fun fact, Toronto is the biggest pre-gaming city. They are the best tailgaters. Okay. So at yeah. this point, at this point, I'm phone, I'm I'm calling for a lifeline. Would you like it? I don't know. I would to like do. to know one of the team's colors. I don't I, yeah. I don't have I don't have a good hint for top one, but for top two of the top five. Okay. Some of us have drank in these cities. I'll, I'll just say that. So um, I'm, I mean, the, if you want the Nationals, one, the Nationals, the Nationals. Yeah, yeah the that's Nationals. where I'm going. Nationals. Yeah. They are not. I see why you said that. They are not top five, though. They are seven. What the? Well, hold on. I hold on. Wait. Time out. Time out. Time out. Matt, I got you. Because okay. you traveled out to the West Coast, right? Mm, yeah. I live in San Diego. The Padres are on that list. Yeah. Well, all the teams are on the list. And actually, the Padres are <laughs> Let's number go. five. Let's go. We got yeah, one. Yeah. High five. Kapow. San Diego living. Andrew used to, yeah, used to live there. And Matt trained there for a yeah. really brief period. All right. not as long so we got four left period. here. There's Dude, four that was left. so hard to get. Was that one. one of the, was that one of the double drinking cities? What do you mean double drinking? He said at least two of these cities we have drank in. Oh no, that wasn't counting that. Okay. And I was really speaking off of personal experience. I just two of the top five are not far from Pittsburgh. Uh oh, Cleveland. One of them, Cleveland. One of them Cleveland. actually been to their stadium, and Cleveland is it? They're number four. Yeah. I was gonna say so Cleveland. We got five. We got four. Yeah. Um. You know what? We Atlant- might be on Atlanta. Atlanta is number two. What we might? Yeah! I was gonna say we might be on a roll with this Midwest thing. What about the White Sox? Yeah. And ding, ding, ding! Josh got the number one city. Let's go. Or stadium, I guess, because Chicago has two teams. So does that mean the Cubs are up there too? No, the Cubs were not. Wow, were, uh, the division is is yeah, right? is real. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to count it out, but they're towards the middle. They're like thirteen. That's 14. fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, but yeah, Chicago White Sox number one, four point two drinks per game, um, and they're spending an average of forty six dollars on alcohol. Whew. Speaking of the White Sox, I didn't. Did you guys know Tony Larusa is now the manager? He's not dead. No. He, <laughs> he he went into baseball oper- like MLB operations. And he is now the manager of the White Sox. I don't know when that happened. I just saw it on ESPN the other day. How old is he? He's like Methuselah. He's like 127 years old. I was going to say, he's he's probably pushing Betty White age. So uh, Don't you speak ill of my future (laughs) ex-wife. I'm not. I'm just saying that he's probably up there with her. So just to close this out. So, yeah, we're waiting on number three, right? Oh, well, yeah, I'll give you number three real quick. Number three was the Cincinnati Reds, which was the other one. That was- uh, the, that see, mid- Midwest. Yeah. Midwest region, bro. Yeah. yeah so Super depressed, always drinking. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. And Ohio had two of them. Um, yeah, Ohio <laughs> had two, which makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Um, but but for, for what we like to do at Pirate Games, the biggest tailgating cities, I'll just give you the top five. They only ranked the top ten. Uh, Pittsburgh was not in that, which I think we need to change this season. Honestly, I'm yeah. 100% willing to go and tailgate and then just not go to the game. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, we'll just go to just throw my beer cans at the stadium. Yeah, yeah. fuck um, you. But the, <laughs> where's nutting? The Where? Five. Give me nutting. <laughs> <laughs> and and the and the judges' tour was off the stadium. There so we go. There we go. We can always tailgate. We can walk. And, uh, 
We could walk there. But uh, yeah, so the top five tailgating cities, Toronto was number one, St. Louis, number two, the White Sox, number three, uh, Cincinnati Reds, number four, and the Milwaukee Brewers, number five. Toronto, number one. Yeah. Which makes sense. Toronto is a, is a huge scene, man. Toronto, Toronto has a great tourist section. They have a lot to do up there. I'm not surprised at all that they have a great party scene for their, their sports teams, but at the same time, too, Canada has the CFL, and I don't trust it. So, fuck you, Toronto. I don't like you. I said they're it. not e- fight. They're me. not even letting the Blue Jays play there this year. Yeah. They're yeah, playing in so Buffalo weird. or outside of Buffalo somewhere. Which the drinking will probably escalate. In oh yeah. Oh, in Buffalo. Buffalo yeah. Good lord, man. But I, I mean, it, uh, just from my side, I saw the list, but you guys guessed very educatedly. Like you got a lot of what I would have thought was up there. The only one yeah. that you guys did not guess that I would have guessed just because of their uh, craft beer scene was Colorado. Ah, you know they, what? I, they didn't craft. Yeah. I don't even think they were in the – they might have been number nine at best. I will say until we got onto the Midwest Trail, yeah. one of my yeah. sleeper picks, I was I was thinking Houston. See, I was too. I was thinking Houston. But the reason why, Adam, I think that Colorado was not going to get on this is because everybody in that stadium is higher than an astronaut. They don't need <laughs> beer. They're so high. They're like, oh, my God, what are all these guys running in the same direction for? Holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> they don't want to cross the streams. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, so that was just a, a little fun list I saw about that was beer-related and timely since uh, – the season openers are happening here soon, right? April 1st, uh, right? First well, couple days of April. Yeah, yeah, we're we're probably about halfway through spring training. Yeah, yeah they're tentatively yeah. in the first uh, week or so of April, unless something gets pushed back. Um, there's a lot of positive buzz about the uh, the methods in which all the teams are staying safe, especially down in spring training. I like how uh, Major League Sports are actually taking care of their athletes. It's looking good, man. I mean, yeah. You, yeah. You, I think the NFL really laid the blueprint out for it. They had a lot of snags in their season, and then the NHL followed suit, and they've been pretty good. Uh, and I'm excited to see what the MLB can do this year because uh, I need sports. I do. This pandemic crushed me. I need to watch people that are bigger than life and doing things that are borderline superhuman so I can be entertained. Right. Give them all well, steroids. Yeah. And, and no promises due to the pandemic, but uh, I could foresee before beer festivals come back this summer, maybe Bash Brew hits a tailgate and brings some kegs down and we invite some people to join us. I'm, if, I mean, if if stuff starts opening up, of course. I'm going to tell you right now, tailgate. if we can do that, I'm going to tell you guys right now, anyone who's listening to this, if you want to, if we're going to put it up on a tailgate and you want to swing by and get a brew off of us, trust me when I say, that you are not going to be disappointed. There are tons of great brews coming out of the brew lab. Uh, right now, there's a lot of great ideas floating around, and there is a possibility we can make a big announcement about some possible involvement with some stuff here uh, pretty soon. And if we can do that and get out and see all of your faces, uh, it would just be wonderful. We miss you guys. We miss giving you guys beer, uh, and we miss just hanging out and, and talking shop so, you know, keep your ears open from us and hopefully soon, fingers crossed, we get some good news that we can start bringing you some information about some big events that we have coming up, hopefully. Yeah, yeah even if it's just uh, handing out some plastic cups and a 
the parking lot of a baseball game. I'm, I'm willing to do that this summer. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Also, we have a we have a policy where it's give one take one. So Josh will drink a beer while he hands out a beer. So Absolutely. about halfway through tailgating, he's going to start trying to fight pillars and stuff. So it's going to be fun. So if you want to see a show and get your beer, just come on down to the tailgate. <laughs> and, and don't cancel us. We'll pay for his lift time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if, got you. if you want to see me try to track down Bob Nutting, come on down. <laughs> That's really what happens. You know that, that, that show where they – like, Sasquatch. <laughs> I was going to say that – that show on uh, the History Channel for a while was like Finding Sasquatch. I would love to see Josh with like a steady cam, drunk as shit, trying to find Bob Nutting in Pittsburgh. Just <laughs> Where are you? Just walking through the North Shore. Oops. Trail cameras. Somehow I end up at cheerleaders. Oops. Oh, geez. I thought, I think I smelled his scent going this way. <laughs> oh, you had him confused with Robert Kraft, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Are there massage parlors over that way? <laughs> yeah, of course. So, listen, guys, there's a lot of news out there right now, and I am just happy right now that I can bring you my patented news corner. I want to bring you guys the hard-hitting news that you need to know. So, just a quick heads up. These are scintillating, salacious headlines. They're going to blow your mind. That alliteration, so, bro. Hey, man, I went to college, and this is what I'm using it for right now. <laughs> Welcome to my master's degree. So uh, if you guys didn't catch it, the UFC card uh, went off on Saturday, but there was another excellent card that popped off the day afterwards, and it was AEW Revolution. Uh, it was heralded as one of the best uh, live cards on pay-per-view until the end of the show where – uh, we saw the exploding barbed wire death match between Kenny Omega and John Moxley. Uh, it had some cool spots. There's lots of blood. Uh, I felt that Kenny Omega and John Moxley put on a fantastic show. And then it, the climax started building up and the timer started going down. And oh my God, the ring's going to explode. The good brothers are in there trying to get Kenny Omega out. And here comes fucking eddie kingston he's gonna save john moxley blows off butcher and blade runs in dives on top of john moxley to get him and to hold him down and all of a sudden there's just some sparklers and that's all we had were four ring posts that look like dollar store sparklers and a couple poppers that smacked out of the bottom of the ring uh, and uh it looked like it it looked like Eddie Kingston sold it like the ring imploded because they the referees had to like push him off. Uh, clearly the bomb's a dud, and there's a lot of heat in the back, especially from Kenny. He was reportedly furious over what happened. Um, bless Tony Khan's heart. Tried to come out and say the whole reason why this all went awry is because uh, Kenny Omega has no idea how to build bombs. No shit. Uh, did you see him in the segment trying to build the yeah, the, the death I mean, the death trap? I could work forever, like, but that that man never swung a hammer in his life. No, he was like the up over he his was head. Like, yeah. <laughs> if if you're gonna go fireworks, at least at least kick it up to phantom. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, I, if you're building a bomb, you definitely hit it as hard as you can with a hammer, like they did in that segment. Like that's definitely yeah. what you do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
So the idea here too was um, there was a third party that put together all the all the explosions, and <laughs> the rumor in the back room was uh, they didn't give a fuck. Like it went off as a dud, and they were like, "Hey guys, that was kind of messed up. What happened?" They were like, "We don't care. That's fine." <laughs> the sparklers worked didn't they so i mean i think i think you would have uh should have maybe invested some money in the finish of your yeah well they also said too they tested out uh they tested out the explosions in a practice uh like a practice run or something like that and it looked great and then the same team came in and put the bomb under the ring it was supposed to be like this huge thing yeah well i mean i know me and me and you watched it live um but I didn't think – I thought the explosions on the ropes looked good. Yes. Um, but their explosions on the outside of the ring and then the final explosion both looked terrible. Those uh, – I because I after listening to you guys talk about it in the group that we got, I, I went back the next day and I watched it because it was already clipped on YouTube, like immediately oh, yeah. clipped. And right away I was already – like I know that these little – plywood stands on the back end that are supposed to look like they have landmines under them. I, this isn't going to be anything that I even want to see. Yeah. It looked, it looked nah. well, it's amazing too. Barbed. Yeah. And it's amazing too, that you found it on YouTube because AEW went through a scrub up frenzy where they're actually using the, uh, the digital millennium copyright act. And they were actually taking down everything, YouTube, Twitter, uh, any gifts, pictures, anything, and they're trying, trying to, to scrub it face. all, trying to save face. And uh, Adam, they tapped your boy to save it on Dynamite, yeah, Eddie Kingston. Did. So, uh, well, I mean, to go back to the match, uh, I can't completely agree with your review of it. I thought John Moxley looked great in the match. Uh, I think Kenny Omega was frightened to take the ball in that, in most of the spots that. The T-bone suplex into the corner, he completely sandbagged. Yeah, you're and right. Then, you're right. I don't I don't wanna disrespect him because I'm not in the business. I'm not a wrestler, but the DD the death rider off the apron to the board on the outside, it looked like he like completely over-rotated that and flipped off the board as quick as he could. And then took like three minutes to bleed himself. Like yeah, he's. He, I, I, just, I just felt like his effort in it was not near what Moxley's was. I'm not saying it was awful, but it wasn't near the same level, and it took away from it for me before the end of the match. He was scared of the doll barb on the wire. Yeah, the ones that you're just gonna land on, and mm-hmm. oh, it poked. Me. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I got more emotionally invested in the Adam Page and a Matt Hardy match in 2021 yeah. than I was in the main. Uh, yeah, just Kenny Omega took me out of it. He's he's acting like a he's overacting everything he does, and I'm not going to get into it now. We'll have a future segment on how I really feel about Kenny Omega. I know, I know, and I can't wait. Yeah, but um, just I I don't care for his current act. I liked him in New Japan, but uh, I don't care for his current act. But yeah, I'm glad they tapped my boy. They made my boy Eddie Kingston look like a real fool, which really pissed me off. Um, and I'm glad they tapped him to try to save it, and I think he did. it was a good promo yeah yeah so let me ask you adam on the hatred scale here who's higher who's getting the forbidden shotgun first excalibur or kenny omega i mean are we just going on this week just how you feel in the moment (laughs) 
Oh, in the moment, Kenny Omega. And that's coming for you, that Omega. Is, that is saying something. You can find Adam in San Francisco or Portland, somewhere on the West Coast. Kenny Omega can come right to the Jersey Toy. <laughs> I'll show him how to throw a hammer. At Adam, well, if you threw a hammer at him, he would be confused because he has no fucking idea what that is. How do I take that? How do I take that ball? I was honestly, after rewatching the main event, I was more excited to find out who the special signings were than I was for the way that that match unfolded. Well, the the good thing too there is Adam was right because you called Christian, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I think we all threw it out there kind of like as a – it wasn't like one of my pick picks, but it was like a safety pick. Like, Yeah, but I think the logic the, there is right because he can still he can still go. I think I'm yeah. excited to see what he can do, what they're going to put him in storyline for. Yeah, and really that's the only reason I brought him up is because we just saw him at Royal Rumble and he was clearly in shape and clearly looked like he could go more than anybody else that was in there. Uh, maybe besides CM Punk, who knows what he looks like right now. But we yeah. all knew that wasn't going to happen. No, he he wants a Brinks truck full of money, and he wants full control on his own creative. And I can tell you, if he wants to go to AEW, he'll get full control on his creative, but there, there's money there, but not that kind of money. I mean, when John Silver is one of your highest paid professional performers, you're not, you don't have CM Punk money. You just don't have right. it. And that's not to denigrate John Silver. I love John Silver. He retweeted at me on Twitter. I'm famous now. But I, it, I, you know, I, I love John, but he's not CM Punk. So, um, yeah, I, I love I love the promo from Eddie and John. They saved it, and I also kind of liked how Don Callis saved some stuff. Uh, his in ring promo and goading uh, Eddie to come out and take on everybody. I liked it. I really thought it was cool. Uh, a great way to kayfabe it. Uh, yeah, I give a lot. Of, I give a lot of credit to creative trying. I mean, but here's that you're not going to be able to push aside the most hyped up card you've ever had that ended in sparklers. It's just not yeah, going to happen. I'm pretty sure their ratings suffered on Wednesday because of it. Um, they'll, yeah. they'll rebound though. They're they're going to try to rebuild the story based on it. And if you oh, yeah. get Moxley and Kingston together out of it, I'm cool with that. Yeah. And well, actually, and the uh, and the MJF. Uh, which is cool yeah i'm glad to see sean spears back because he's he's a great wrestler and i'm glad to see him back with something especially with uh i'm not a big fan of ftr but i think seeing sean spears and mjf together is going to be a real real cool treat when they finally start putting matches together i think it's gonna be pretty cool i agree and they completely swerved me on that i thought cody Rhodes. yeah that's and that's the that's aw creative is everything solid gold no but they are going to make sure that they make you think one thing and they do the exact opposite yeah i didn't yeah it's really reminding me of the faction warfare from like wwe yeah wwf at the time attitude era like it's yeah which yeah faction factions were law in the attitude era so i'm I'm excited to see that happen i think it's going to be uh pretty cool to see what they can accomplish yeah, and then um, just two other notes from the world of wrestling not related to AEW. Um, it was reported, I heard it today as we're recording it, that Andrade is has asked for his release from WWE. Thank God. Um, Thank which God. Is kind, which is kind of shocking, but it's shocking in one way because he's openly engaged to Charlotte Flair, who's yeah. one of their top stars. Um, but he's also not being used 
at all. No. Um, so, I mean, you can't you can't really fret the guy if he's not going to get over being uh, romantically involved with one of your top stars. Why is he ever going to get over? Um, well, also and- too, I think for him, the the biggest downfall that he ran into is is whenever uh, Selena Vega left out. I mean, you you are showing that you don't give a shit about your upcoming talent. Right. Because she was in that faction with Andrade for a while, and it just dissolved kind of out of nowhere. And then he dropped off, too, like like almost shortly thereafter. Yeah, and it was like all over the third-party social media accounts. Yeah. Just doesn't make sense. Um, And then, and, and he's a great worker. I mean, it's not like you're losing just another person, like his matches in AEW versus Aleister Black and uh, and the, the the ladder matches he was in and stuff like just great a great worker. Even the stuff he did with Rey Mysterio on, I think it was Raw at the time. Whatever he did on the main show, yes. And then in a in a more somber news, uh, I saw it last night. Um, Becky Lynch's father passed away. I know Becky Lynch is a, a wrestler we're all fans of in, mm. on this podcast. Um, yeah, for and, sure. And you can see more about that. She posted a very, very touching tribute to her mm. father um, on Instagram. I think yes, I think it was yesterday. Um, but just very heartfelt um, and very, very sad. I guess he never uh, got the chance to meet his uh, newborn granddaughter, which is a shame. But um, yeah, for sure. You, you can. You. I mean. You can tell how how uh, maybe sudden it was for her and how devastating it was for her. Um, so just wanted to wish her and and her family the best. Yeah, absolutely. I'll let go of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Becky Lynch is is huge. I mean, she's she's a hell of a wrestler. She's a hell of a woman. Uh, brand new mom. She never breaks kayfabe out in public. And when she put out that <clears throat> that um tribute to her dad you can tell it hurt um yeah so i mean from from anything i can possibly send positive vibes her way you know i hope that she can um find some strength in these times because it's never easy losing somebody and uh you know my heart goes out to becky lynch on to other news to bring it back up do you guys know who the property brothers are Yes, I oh do. yeah, I'm I'm a big HGTV guy. I, I know you are. I I know who they are, but I'm not a fan of HG, HGTV. Well, then but you're I, outnumbered because Josh and I could probably lose a whole day's worth of nothing watching HGTV. Uh, yeah, I I am actually a fan of the Property Brothers. I used to really like their shows when they first came out. Um, for those of you who don't know, who the Property Brothers are. Uh, it's a set of twins that are skilled in the art of remodeling and selling homes. Uh, they've been on HGTV now for quite a long time, but uh, there's uh, the nightmare of having someone come through the TV show to remodel your home. Uh, a Las Vegas couple was severely disappointed after HGTV allowed the uh, property brothers to ransack their home quintessentially Um the couple in Las Vegas, they uh, they said that the property builders would come in with these grandiose ideas of changing their home within a budget. And when they left, there were exposed wires. There were rooms unfinished. 
and there were no return phone calls. Uh, the property brothers were not even trying to come back to finish this home. So uh, Mindy King, uh, who with her husband, Paul, who they're suing HGTV, they said that uh, the property brothers would just come in and they bring a Sharpie or spray paint and try to make things look pretty, but they don't. Uh, this is my nightmare. This is my absolute nightmare to have somebody do something to my home and I pay them a lot of money to do it. And I walk away knowing I have to uh, reinvest money into fixing the shit that they didn't do correctly. Um, right now, it looks like the Kings are going to file uh, lawsuits against uh, multiple companies, as well as the local villa construction who were hired by the Property Brothers to do work inside of their home. Uh, including renovations from uh, the kitchen to the living room and to their bedrooms. Uh, there was an estimated $193,000 worth of work on this house, and it was left unfinished. Man, that's the price of a pretty decent house around here. Yeah, well, and I would say the first thing that struck me out of this news story, I did my own research, and apparently the couple paid everything for the renovation. Like I, I yeah. don't know HGTV does not put a penny. I was actually just about to say that. Yeah. Newsflash. I thought in this kind of scenario, like I get on the love it or list it side. If they yeah. decide to list it and then buy a new house, they're paying for that. But in something right. like this, where there's a home renovation, they're showing it on the TV. I thought HGTV was putting at least part of that. Right. right. And it comes- but I I was say, it comes as a shock to me to kind of fall into what you're saying too, Josh, is that not only does HGTV not pay jack shit for these things, the property brothers don't even do any of their own work. They hire another company to come in and do the work for them. Do you see how grim their facial hair is? Of course they're Yeah, no. Anything. That part I knew. That they have their own they're teams. Like, they're with they're pretty. They're yeah. pretty. I, I knew that part. Like, which one is it? I think Drew is the the construction guy and Jonathan is the real estate guy. I think it's the other way around. Okay, they look identical. I don't I don't fucking yeah, know. They're one identical from twins. The, I don't fucking know one <laughs> from the other. I'll tell you what they both are, serial killers. Wait but, for that news story to come out. The, yeah, it's psyched. it's going to. We've been burying bodies in all our renovations since two thousand and eight. That's the smartest way to do it. Well yeah, absolutely. How, how else do you annihilate an entire family? What's that one dude though? He put them all in like oil tankers, like yeah. that whole thing. But like the yeah. property brothers could be like, we killed a whole fucking family and just put them in the foundation. Yeah, we, we just like... kept building crawl spaces. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But I mean, yeah. if you look, if you look at the guy that does the the actual construction side of it, I wouldn't say he might be knowledgeable in how to do it, but. Then he hit the jackpot with HGTV. Yeah. And I don't think that man's hammered a real nail since. Yeah. He'll line it up, tap, tap, tap for the camera, maybe knock, throw a sledgehammer into a wall real quick. But I do, I do demo all day. Like if if I had a show, if I had a show, I'm not building anything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like, what do I rip off the wall? And if you look, too, a lot of the times, even when it comes down to, like, Fixer Upper, which is one of my favorite shows. I love Chip and Joanna all day. Love those guys. But if you look at the, the, the sequence that has the most action shots from Chip, 
it is in demo day. He rips everything apart and then it flashes forward to a bunch of dudes. You don't get to know their names and they're like piecing together a complex cabinetry. And he's just like, yeah, this is a really difficult build. Shut the fuck up, Chip. You ripped the sink <laughs> out. You didn't do anything else. You hired these other dudes down the road and you're paying them nickels on the dollar, not even dimes on the dollar to come out here and do like professional, like this is going to be on TV work. And then Joanna comes in like, I have a $6,000 chair that I'm going to put right here in the middle of the room because that's what I feel like the feng shui should be. Right. But I mean, look, I, at the end of the day, as far as the lawsuit goes, I mean, I wouldn't, I would expect a little bit more from HGTV property brothers, but at the same time, I understand I'm going on a TV show. I don't know what's going to happen. I would much rather just do the stuff on on my own. If I'm going to have to pay for it, regardless, I'm not going to worry about the production crew coming in and track screwing everything up and then it being unfinished because they're going to work on one room and showcase oh we completely opened up your living room into the dining room to the kitchen and made it open concept well that's that's awesome oh, they never do that on hgtv but what about the fucking bedrooms <laughs> that's all they do. i don't yeah. want to i don't want to take a poop on your entire rant there because i think it's accurate to a certain degree but the only thing i disagree with is it is 2021 and reddit exists if you go on reddit right now and you look up it's like i think it's actually the hgtv uh feed they have people that were on those shows and they get on there and there's some success stories and there's just a shit ton of horror stories people are like they came in and demoed my whole house and then didn't come back for three months well, and then yeah, this, we were, one, this one aired in, I mean, this was a, a while ago, though. Like, this one aired in 2011, but they probably did the work in 2009, 2010. Yeah, and I mean, then yeah. they had to move on to the next fucking episode. They do. Well, but I was but like, when you look at it, you, you got to know at some point that these guys, there has to be a screw up. There's no way that all these go smoothly. If any, uh, We're three guys that have done some work on our house, and you got to know that not everything goes smoothly. You're going to run into something that someone did before you that makes no sense, and you're going to have to try to figure out how to fix it. And, and then you have these two guys coming in with the straightest beard lines I've ever seen in my entire life trying to tell you how yeah, these cabinets are going to line up, and I don't yeah. trust it. I don't trust it. Yeah, and I think in the end they ended up with – uh, I'm trying to remember from the news story I read yesterday. I think it was 93 claims of uh, indecent work or like work that needed repaired. Yeah. But, I mean, some of it was nitpicking, kind of like the grout wasn't even. But then yeah. as you earlier, other things were exposed wiring and uh, fucking plumbing being off, like, and the doors not shutting. Yeah. Outside of the house. That's insane. I you know think what? this entire this entire news article is encapsulated in the last quote we ha- I have from uh, Mindy King that she told uh, a Las Vegas outlet, we didn't spend this kind of money to have our cabinets repainted six times and still have paint coming off. So, to that quote, though, who the fuck are you rehiring to repaint it? Paint six Not times? the same guys. You get one <laughs> shot. Get somebody you get new. one shot. Do it yourself. <laughs> Look, dude, I'm... My mind is just fucking blown that HGTV 
does not cover these renovations. Like that's that's the end all be all for me. Like I mean, I, I I'm sorry for the Kings. Like that sucks, but the fact that HGTV isn't covering this shit with their money. Oh, from the from the jump, yeah. Yeah, like that just blows my mind. Well, I don't see the King family being very uh, successful in this lawsuit either because they it's 2021. This work happened more than 10 years ago. Why are you just bringing it to court? Oh, 100%. What took so long to bring it to court? Also, 100%. you know there's a waiver. There's a waiver. Oh, you They probably have to sign a 100-page contract Oh yeah, without a doubt. Somewhere buried in some legal jargon that you're not gonna know reading it is if shit gets fucked up, it is not on us. I'm gonna shock everybody and take the property brother side on this. I think Mr. King had a few too many mojitos and ran the riding mower into the outdoor doors and knocked them off kilter. That's what I think happened. And no, no, hey, you just... know what? Mr. King needs to own up for what he's doing. He is slandering the property brothers. His cancel culture stuff has gone too far. We are not going to cancel the property brothers because Mr. King can't drive his fucking lawnmower in a straight line. Thank Mr. you, Adam. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm happy you brought this up. Yeah. Mr. King ran his Husqvarna into the fucking family boyer. <laughs> and he needs to pay for it. You know, I, I don't think the Kings want this fight. I don't. They shouldn't want this fight. Do you think HGTV doesn't have a team of lawyers that have switchblades in their out of shake cases? They're going to show up for this hearing and they're going to be like, time to die, motherfucker. And they're just going to stick you. And it's like, there's no settlements. There's only death. Meanwhile, oh, yeah. meanwhile the King family are the dummies that paid $200,000 to get a Vegas house renovated by people on TV. Right. Yeah. Jesus yeah, Christ. Meanwhile, out in Vegas, you have probably, I don't know, a million contract companies that can do better work than what the property builders. There's no doubt in my brain that the Kings handed over their check of whatever their budget was. And the property builders went, okay, let's go hire the cheapest contractor we can find. And just like kind of give them some vague directions. And this is what you end up with. You end up exposed wires and doors, not shutting. That's that's child play shit. That's something that I would do. Because I'm not a contractor. I'm a, I can turn some bolts and I can screw some deck stuff together. That's about it. So don't I ask can me to do electrical. I, I yeah, can look up yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. I'll Google it. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's what you're getting from me. You're getting a Google effort from Matt Anderson. That's what you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> so going, uh, going back to the UFC again, dipping my toe back into the UFC, the question was posed, who is going to take Amanda Nunez's lunch from her? And I can only tell you nobody. that nobody, but on terms of talking shit, I love that Juliana, I'm going to say Penne, it's, uh, Penne, 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 yeah. Penne, I don't do this one. I um, can pronounce <laughs> Penne. Thank you so much. Has, um, has challenged Amanda Nunez, and Amanda Nunez has come out to say, uh, it is clear as day that she doesn't want to fight me. Uh, well, I'm sorry, it's Pena. Pena. Say that for me again. Pena. 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 Pena has said, it's clear as day she does, want, she does not want to fight me. Uh, Pena is currently the sixth-ranked bantamweight in the world and was set to face Holly Holm, the preacher's daughter, at fight night event on May 8th. However, Holm had to pull out 
which left a, a lot of questions about rescheduling. Uh, and, and then also, too, you have uh, Pena, who's calling for the bantamweight title shot instead of waiting for Holly Holm, uh, something that the UFC president, that's fucking illegal Dana White, seems to, uh, seems to be amenable to. Um, but it doesn't look like Nunez gives a shit because she wants to see Pena win a couple more fights first. Uh, and then I, I like this response here from Pena. She said, uh, the funny thing about her wanting me to fight uh, Jermaine, like you didn't ask Holly to fight one more. You didn't ask Megan Anderson to fight one more. And we know how that fucking worked out. Uh, you didn't ask uh, Felicia Spencer to fight one more. All these girls are new to the division with sub 500 records. But for me, for some reason, it's always, oh, she's got to fight one more. She's got to be in the mix. So do you guys think this is Nunez actually being scared of Pena? Or do you think it's just Nunez saying, I don't give a flying fuck who you give me? Look, here is my hot take on this. Hot take? Hot take. Pena was supposed to fight on a fight night card. Yeah. Not even a pay-per-view prelim. Fight night. You don't deserve Nunez. But she deserved Holly Holm. Holly Holm needs to work her way back up. She's she's uh, yeah. been up and down. She's I she hasn't really been the same Holly Holm since she knocked the shit out of Ronda Rousey. Which was fantastic, by the way. That, fantastic that fight. fight. Lives rent-free in my head. She sent Ronda Rousey to the WWE. Yeah, where she sucked there, too. True. <laughs> Technically, Nunez did that. But if you can't even make a pay-per-view night fight, you don't deserve a shot, shot at the title. I get that we're, we're in this era of calling out shots and everybody going for the champ-champ status, moving between weight classes. Win in your weight class, get the rankings, hit that top three spot. Because I, I, I get it. There's some fights that happen outside of the top three that the, the challenger, five, four, six. But I'm a firm believer in you should at least be in the top three to be in consideration for the title fight. Hmm. That's a hot I mean, take. I like yeah. that. I yeah. mean, it's a double-edged sword, though, because... I agree with that. You should be in the top three, but they just had Megan Anderson challenge for the title and she was unranked. I didn't, dude. I, I think, down, which I don't think the odds right. showed that nobody liked that fight. Right. No, nobody liked that fight. But I also think, too, that, and this is, this is my, I'm just going to say this. I think Dana White knew that he had no intention of re signing Megan Anderson and he fed her to the proverbial wolf. She got eaten alive, and then he was able to say, "Listen, you're gone. You can't. Yep. You can't even stand up. You're done. You're out of here." So, like Dana White has his own trash disposal in Nunez. Like, I don't like this fighter. Feed him to Amanda. Hey, Amanda mis- dismantles him, and then like, get the fuck out of my promotion. Yeah, at this point, proverbial isn't even needed. She's no. she's the wolf. Yeah. She's like, the wolf. Yeah, she's the, yeah. She's the garbage disposal. <laughs> yeah. 
for she all the right reasons part. too for all the right reasons for all the right reasons. i don't, I don't want to be disingenuous about amanda nunes because i'm fucking scared of her if, yeah, she, no. if, if she ever hears she me say this i ass. called you a garbage garbage disposal because you eat bitches alive oh yeah no, no shade yeah. no shade <laughs> but um i mean juliana pena i it, it's it's two-sided for me um on the side of her if it's not Pena fighting Nunez. Who who is it? Like, who do you pretty, have? Yeah, that's who do you saying. have? But uh, on the side of Nunez, uh, Pena is ten and four in her career record. But in her last four fights, she's a five hundred fighter. She's yeah. two and two in her last four. She's she's uh, three and two in her last five. If you want to expand it, uh, before that she was on a really hot streak, but. Um, she fought. She lost to Valentina Shevchenko, which is a beast, and then she lost to uh, Jermaine Duranamy. Which those are two. Those are two hitters. I mean, you really can't. You almost can't falter for losing those fights. I mean, those are two complete animals in that division. Well, um, so I mean, I think. I mean, I think she's deserving of a shot. If there's nobody more deserving, because you have to get a fight out there. Uh, is well, it her? Is it her best foot forward, particular time to shine? I don't think so. But there's also nobody else stepping up. So, like, okay, so I res- I respect the call out. I do because, yeah. like I said, we're in that shoot age your shot. Shoot your shot, man. Making the call out. Yeah, but correct me if I'm wrong. Shevchenko is a champion herself. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't I don't know. I do agree with that. I my history. I can't remember if Nunez and Shevchenko already fought. Regardless awesome. if she's a champion, she's a fucking draw. She's going to sell oh, pay-per-views. She she's going to sell yes. tickets. Yeah. Let me, try, let me try to look that up while you guys are. I would rather, at this point, see a champ-champ fight. Maybe, just maybe, you can finally put forth the triple champ. Let Nunez. I don't think. Let third, Nunez. I don't just, think there's a third weight class. There is. Oh, okay. There's the featherweight, the bantamweight, and I want oh, to say strawweight. Way down and weight though. She would. Yeah, that, that'd but be a tough cut. if there yeah. is nobody else, yeah, she already beat Shevchenko. She beat her right after Ronda Rousey. Yeah, because I think it was at the the lower weight class that uh, Nunez holds. They fought for that belt. Shevchenko got basically wrecked and then she dropped weight nunez is scaring people out of the division yeah i mean name it i mean i'm looking at her record right here name and name and she's she's actually beat shenko twice look in in the last four years oh now it's five years to me the thing the thing that cemented nunez was not only beating but knocking out Chris Cyborg. Yeah, dismantling. Dismantling Chris Cyborg. And it wasn't even fair. Like, Cyborg's coming in. You want to talk about, in pride, steroids to the nuts. Yeah. Cyborg is out there doing something. Yeah. She's rubbing that elf piss on her arms and shit, whatever the hell Ray Lewis was doing. (laughs) Yeah. Just Dude, destroyed I'll, her. All I can say is, and this go, and this is something that I've always had an issue with, is that I feel like Dana White picks specific fighters to give extensive breaks to. Uh, right now, if you know, you can look at 
any division for Amanda and there's nothing there for her. Mm-hmm. I think right now you need to see you need to see these divisions really fight within themselves to to prove that there's a true top three. Cause right now, you know, you're looking at uh, Julian should take on Holly. Honestly, that, that should happen. Yeah, that I mean, should be Juli- the fight. That should be the fight. And that should be on a pay-per-view. And that should be moving one of them up closer to getting a title shot. But I still don't think. Yeah, if you want to make that the number one contendership, that's fine. I believe Holly Holm. I think Holly Holm would still need maybe one more under her belt to go at Nunez. But who? But that's, yeah, that's the thing. There's nobody there. So that should be for the title. Now, you're right, though, Matt, that. Dana White is a very picky person. I mean, from the first time he said that he's going to catch all these streamers. Yeah, he you got one, dude. One person. <laughs> what are you? You're going after all of them, but we were targeting one. Yeah. So and you, you're doing and the you got the you, you got the one guy who was like, I'm taking a break on this one. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even get him. I'll tell you yeah. what, you didn't get the guy that I use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep going, well, Uncle Dana. Well, no, for that fight, <laughs> that's fucking illegal. <laughs> yeah. For that fight, we used the ESPN, which didn't fucking work. That's ESPN Plus, and they just signed that deal too, uh, where they're going to have over a hundred NHL games on ESPN and ES- ESPN Plus combined. That made me sick to my stomach. I don't like ESPN. I don't like their coverage. I don't like how they promote the nhl i hate what they've done with the ufc i don't like what they do with promoting even major league baseball i don't like what they do it's not it's not sports entertainment anymore for them it's about ratings for other things that make no sense to me whatsoever i want espn to go back to the days where i could not turn off sports center because what you were doing was spoon feeding me some of the most electric highlights that were out there for that the day prior to the fucking show. But now I have to hear a pride piece about like some, like, I don't know, high school. I've never heard of that somehow got $50 to have a basketball tournament. Yeah. That's a great story. That's cool. But I don't, I want to hear about how Lamar Jackson fake some dude out of his spikes. Right. That's what I want. No, it's it's good morning America. Every Yeah. I don't want that. And and Fox did a way better job of presenting the UFC over what ESPN did. Oh yeah, <laughs> but Jason Mayhem Miller fucked that up with Jake Shields. <laughs> sure did. I mean, shit. The only I'm gonna be honest. The only reason I have ESPN Plus is because it's packaged in with the Hulu that I get through Verizon. If it weren't for that, I would have been done with them a while ago. Because on my car station, all I ha- all I used to listen to was ESPN Radio in the morning. Mike and Mike. Oh, yeah, they fucked that up, too. Once Mike Golick left, now you move Greenberg to... Or, no, Mike Golick didn't leave first. You moved Greeny to New York to do a TV show, and you brought in Mike Golick and Trey Wingo. And that just flopped. Yeah, it wasn't good. And it's never going to be good. Mike and Mike in the morning was a staple. ESPN pitted them against each other. They started hating each other and they split up. And like I'm saying, I'm not excited. I'm not excited about the influence on ESPN from ESPN to the UFC. Uh, and, and I think it plays back to what you were saying, Josh. It's, it's the, 
it's the season of call outs. You don't have to be ranked to call out the champion and piss them off enough where they'll sign a contract to fight you. And I think that kind of boils down to ESPN kind of poking around saying we want ratings. Yeah, no, 100%. The only one that will not work with right now is Khabib. Yeah, oh yeah. He's he's standing steadfast. But whenever they come to him and they give him that huge contract for two fights, he's going to take it. You can't turn down the money that's going to be coming your way. Yeah, he's he's standing around telling people to throw illegal news right now. Yeah, and who's that? Is that, is that his cousin or his brother? That's Makachev? No, no, no. There's another no, dude. No, uh, oh, no, you're right. You're right. Because I was going to yeah. say, Makachev fights out of Khabib's gym. Yes, oh, is. yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. I didn't know that part. Yeah, he's there. Were, were I don't, it was back in that segment, but I think Khabib was one of the ones alleged to say throw the knee. When I know Khabib is the one that reported it to DC because they tried to keep it hush hush, but then Khabib went to the announce table and said, Hey, DC, here's what's going on. <laughs> he went over there and straight snitched. Get that, <laughs> hand Get that hand truck. Throw it at him. It's like, oh, oh I hear Khabib's on that bus. Oh, I'm going to chuck this hand cart through there. <laughs> proper 12, that bus. Yeah. He sold proper 12, didn't he? He sold his, sto- his stake in it. Uh, from what I heard, I, I would need to do more research to confirm it. He didn't necessarily have the decision to sell. Oh. Yeah. He was pushed into selling. Yeah. He did oh, sell. Good. Yeah. Push me into $130 million. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. No. No, yeah. Well, the story is he got pushed into it after <laughs> punching that old man in the bar. That'll do it. <laughs> That'll do um, it. But, well, the part that doesn't make sense, though, is so he got pushed into selling his shares of Proper 12 because of that. But he, they're still keeping him. Yeah, he's spokes- still going to be a spokesperson. So I'm just glad they changed that commercial that they're airing where he's at the bar and he's like, challenger, champ. And he knocks the champ out of the way and puts the challenger. <laughs> and he's like, a new champion in town. And yeah. they aired it around his last fight. And my man got demolished. Yeah. he. Got they had to take that off up. the air. They had quick. to. Well, yeah. I mean, it's your spokesperson's coming out and trying to talk about being a dominant force, not only in in the liquor scene but also in the in the ring and being a champion and then you go out and you get your jaw rearranged not a good look proper 12 i think that sale was uh gonna be beneficial for you in the long run no you're right i will i will shout out though proper 12 smooth as shit oh yeah love it great irish whiskey no knock on them no knock on them no whatsoever i throw that shit in my coffee all the time it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Great, I, I great, told you great about Saturday doing, morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great Saturday morning treat. I love it. You oh, wake wow. up, throw throw a dash of proper 12 and, and some black, what is it, Black Forge? Yeah. Yes. It's black yes. Forge coffee, smooth yes. as silk and metal as fuck. I know we're not on camera. There they are. I know we're not posting the video, but I got them right here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't even like Irish whiskey before Proper 12. I completely, hands down, it's my favorite Irish whiskey. Yeah, I mean, Jameson, I'm not going to say Jameson isn't decent. Oh, I'll, I will drink it. Jameson's trash in my opinion. <laughs> I will drink it if I'm in the mood for an Irish whiskey. 
and that's what they have. I like to, I like however, to and I like uh... I will say proper 12 came out and it completely changed my Irish Irish whiskey game. That's what I'm going to first. First off, I'm gonna say this right now. I'm never in the mood for Irish whiskey. I'm just Same. not. Yeah, Same. I just sometimes I, I like it. I, I'm not. I there's there's some I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I have a bottle you know of proper twelve, and that's about it. You know when I'm in the mood for it? St. Patrick's Day and when Connor yep. McGregor. <laughs> yes. And then I, and and I then always, to to put it in full circle perspective, that's the only time I drink Killian's or Murphy's or Guinness. Uh I'll have some Jameson, I'll have some car bombs. I uh not a big Although fan. We, did we all drink it at my bachelor party, or just me and you did, Josh? I, you guys what? did. I didn't drink that. The uh, proper twelve at the. I, I oh mean, no, yeah, all... no, at the uh, the cigar bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. all had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was probably. That's the. Only that's time actually I where I had it for the first it. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only time I haven't drank it on St. Patrick's Day or that uh right there. Yeah, cigar bar out at what South mall Hills. is it? South no, South not South Hills. Hills. Oh yeah, it's it's in the South Hills. It's, it's in the di- in the area. What is it? Uh Shout out to the South Hills, baby. Yeah, yeah that, that other mall. That dirty South. Yeah, it's the fancy one. Galleria. Well, Galleria. The Galleria. There it is. Well, boys, before we start reminiscing about how we got lost at a bachelor party, then we got to wrap this up. We've been at it for a minute, and we're going to start talking about things that no one should ever know. Yeah, let's crack a couple of beers and do this in private. <laughs> I just want to throw out real quick to keep an eye on the socials because we'll be posting our brackets and we can follow along with the bets as we go. Yeah. Oh, and real quickly, uh, keep following bash underscore brew on Instagram, the clouds over California brew uh, from couch brewing in collaboration with bash brew should be hitting the market uh, Friday or Saturday next week. We will let you know on bash underscore brew on Instagram. Not only that, but you just came out with it's the brutal kitty or the kicking kitty. The kicking kitty mocha porter is on tap as of tomorrow, which is March 13th. You guys, um, I so hit me up if you want to try and eat that. I had a taster of it, it's delicious. Well, he's got a full expose on everything going on in the brew lab. Yeah. Uh, you got all of our socials. You know how to follow us. You know how to follow the Brew Lab. You know where we're at. You know how to get a hold of us. We love that you guys are listening to us and just keep waiting to see what we do next. That's all I can say. So from yeah. Joe Jatorium to King with the boys, until next time, take care. See you in San Diego. Kenny Omega, come get me. Well, that's it. The end to another episode of Decaying with the Boys. Thanks for tuning in to listen to us. You can find us on Instagram, at DecayingWTB, and please keep sending in those listener emails, DecayingWTB at gmail.com. If you want to continue to find out what's happening in the Brew Lab, follow up with Adam's Instagram page, at Bash underscore Brew, and we're always on Untapped at Bash Brew. Until next time.